All right, back at it again, off the cuff, unscripted, real and raw. If you guys like that, that's a brand new intro. I just came up off the cuff as well. Codecast season three, technically. We're making the rounds, coming back again. As promised, we never interviewed one hit wonders, so we got a couple of our highest viewed episodes, bringing them back. First, first three-way podcast we've ever done. First one. First one, so uh, we'll see how this goes. See, they're going to be a huge success, or we're going down in flames, and I'm here for either one. Um, we've got Dr. Mark, Dr. Gabe hanging out with us today. How's it going, fellas? Good, good. Couldn't be better. Is this like, this is rated PG-13? Because when you said three-way, I just saw a meme that said, why does three-ways always have to be sex? Why can't it be, I just want to have a three-way with an argument and yell at somebody or something? That happens at the local sports bar usually. There we go. Okay. Yeah. You know, three ways just always use the other way, but I like this better. I like this yeah. format better. I mean, you can ride public transportation in the city and just say something out loud. People start fighting about it. I mean, you can usually walk away too, and they'll still keep fighting about Let's it. Test this sure. theory. Yeah. Just <laughs> the streets. Mischief mania, right? Just like they're doing in the city right now. You don't get arrested for that anymore. All right. So, um, so <clears throat> one of the things that I always think is important to reflect upon is obviously you guys have done some cool stuff and are doing some cool stuff of just kind of around the medical space, which I think is kind of cool. I'd like to touch on that if we could, because I think it's revolutionary and people now opening their eyes a little bit to different ways of thinking for the better. And then we'll kind of go into a couple other topics, but either one of you guys, open floor, open format, can you guys explain to me what you're doing and give us a little bit more detail for those that might not know? Yeah. I'll start. I'll hit it. Um, so both Mark and I, <clears throat> our background is chiropractic, right? We've both been chiropractors in the game for some time. And like any trained assassin like we are, ad- adaptation is, is key to success and fuels the passion of our ultimate mission, which is helping and changing the, lands- the landscape of healthcare in a, in a positive direction. And because of that, uh, we've, we've adapted our practice to hybrid and bring in both that medical model approach, along with, of course, staying true to our roots of holistic healthcare, through you know allowing the body to express health and illness uh, respectfully, and so by bridging <clears throat> these things together, it creates uh, where I think medicine is going in the in the future. Um, I think COVID taught us a lot. I think this is uh, something that's helped propel this kind of uh, paradigm shift for us and. Uh, I think it's the way of the future. I think it's always been there. I think the, the, the reason it's going to gather, gather uh, you know, momentum a little bit slower is because it's never going to have the backing of the things that we've naturally needed to make something in the medical world work, like you know, FDA approval, you know, CDC. Like all these things are not going to be congruent and match up right away. But I think over time, the results will speak for themselves, and they'll have to figure it out. Just like it's kind of like marijuana, right? Like they. <clears throat> marijuana was eventually going to become legalized. The government just needed to figure out how they get their hands in the pot and make it work mutually for everybody. And so what we're doing is regenerative medicine or, or physical medicine. Um, and right now there's not a lot of uh, insurance companies that are going to pay for it because it simply works and there's no money in creating a bunch of healthy people. Um, but when the demand gets higher, they'll figure out a way to make it work. And so we're just trying to be you know, on the front doorstep years in advance. No, that was, that's exactly <clears throat> that's exactly what it's all about. I mean, people want options, but people don't know uh, what options they have, right? Most of the people that we talk about, usually just about 95% of people, when we see them in our office, they talk about how they don't want to be using pills. They don't want, I mean, 100% of people don't want surgeries. And so, uh, but here's the problem. They don't know what other options they have. They either dog it out, right? I just live with it. Or when it gets really bad, I start taking pills. So people already have the mindset of this natural way. It just, we have been programmed to believe that there's really only one way. <clears throat> and though the good thing is, is that we are informed more in the sense of having the ability to, you know, go on Google or get your favorite podcaster, whatever the case might be, it also causes a ton of confusion. Because what you'll do is you'll hear, hey, that you should do this, and then another person saying, no, you shouldn't do this. So now you get right back to where you, I call it the teddy bear effect. You go right back to what you've always known, which is the medical field. Mm. So it's just a matter of when are you going to go there. So once you start understanding more, and you know, like Dr. Gabe said, seeing this momentum, because I think people are 
in general followers they need to see something to kind of keep going with it the more they hear about it uh the more they're going to be interested in it and, and again like dr gabe said i think the problem exists right now is because you aren't you are not going to have the backing and it doesn't um the insurance companies aren't there yet so you're you're talking about you know out-of-pocket stuff that uh but i think people like i said are looking for something different so this is going to be big and like dr gabe said again we just want to get ahead of it, and then when things start to get uh, crazy, then we're already we're, we're the experts. We're already there. So, before we get to that point and ask more, it's inter- actually interesting because people hear a bunch of different things. I saw this yesterday that if someone learns a stat from a podcast, eighty-seven percent of people believe it to be immediate fact without any further research. Mm-hmm. I am here to tell you, Codecast <laughs> was started with a hundred-dollar mic, my work computer, and free software. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to be a bastard and start like a pro smoking podcast. Like we just need to be like, hey, Doctor Mark and Doctor Gabe, they are pulmonologist specialists, and we just need to get one guy in here that took like a couple gen eds and like pulmonology. Like he's pretty much a doctor. So let me create a cigarette that I can sell after that exactly conversation. I need to monetize that. One of my favorite movies is you guys ever seen Thank You for Smoking? No. Uh, that actor, that guy actor, is one of yes. my favorites. I don't know his name, but he's, he's phenomenal. A, he's a lobbyist like the American yes. Medical Tobacco Association. Yeah. He was like, take your dad to work day for career fair. And these kids are five or six. And they're like, Mr. Naylor, why don't you tell what you do? He goes, I'm a lobbyist for the American to- Medical Tobacco Association. And the little kids are like, what's that? And the teacher chimes in. She goes, it means he promotes cigarettes. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, that's a little bit aggressive there, Mrs. Smith. I'm just here to promote free thinking. And the one kid chimes in. She's like, my mommy said cigarettes are bad for you. And he goes, what's your name? She goes, Grace. He goes, okay, Grace. Hey, uh, why does your mommy say that? And she goes, well, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, is your mom a registered research uh, medical scientist? And she goes, no. And he goes, is your mom a pulmonologist or qualified physician? And she goes, no. And he goes, well, then I just don't understand why you should blindly believe what your mom's telling you. <laughs> and she's like, the teacher jumps in and she goes, Mr. Naylor. He goes, hey, I just want kids to sit there and think, let me think for myself for once. And so, you know, you can use it for the negative or use it for the positive. Oh, okay. That, that scene that you're talking about, and by the way, you got a steel trap memory. You literally just like went word for word on that. That is like the new, new age same scene as the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger um, what's the teacher movie where the kids like oh, boys. Cop in Half? Bo- no. Robocop? No. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, He's in Cop in Half. Boys or, have uh, penises, girls have vaginas. Yeah. yeah. That, that scene in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same thing. It's just like a different topic, but that dude nails it. I mean, it's just, a, it's a classic one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's Cop in Half. Yeah. All right, but so I don't lose my train of thought then. We talked about like evolving and having the paradigm shift, right? And you guys have both had these practices now for quite a while. And my thought pattern would beg to ask, saying if things are going so well, obviously what you guys are doing is a huge shift. What caused you guys to actually do that, right? Because surmisably, I could assume that you could have kept going the same rate you're going and things have been great. Like nothing bad happens, right? But to take this monster paradigm shift to go through all this change, what was the catalyst or genesis that provided enough push for you guys to actually do it? I'm curious to know that. I mean, I, I know for me, and, and this is there's always been this like burning gut, like a missing link in my gut. Like there's something like that, you know, I've always been happy. I just, I feel blessed to have a job that I'm passionate about that doesn't feel like a job and, and helping people. But there's always been that, whether it's <clears throat> a distrust, a disrespect, not enough knowledge about chiropractic that there's a, a greater number of people that, you know, I don't want to say trying to convince because I don't, I don't do that anymore. But anything that a medical provider says is trusted, just like you guys are talking about, it's just a, a fact, a fact from the start. Even though they started with a $100 microphone and a $200,000 in debt and, and were trained on what to say. Um, <clears throat> But I knew there was something more. I just, I didn't know how to, I, forever, for the last seven years, I was trying to do it myself. I was trying to figure out a way to do this on my own. And I just kept getting lost and going down different paths. Mark, Dr. Mark and I both went back to school and we're getting our functional medicine license, which is great. And we'll finish that. But the time frame for, for that to take place and then to start this, this dream was another five years. And I'm like, I, I just can't wait that long, right? So then 
like like I've always said, you know, find smarter people, find find people that have done what you want to do, and talk to them and, and and figure out how they can help you. And so we, you know, we hired a company that's done this over and over again, and um, you know, we just had to make that financial commitment and, and believe this was the right path. And so that's what we did. I mean, ultimately, it's it's this: we're going to help more people. We're going to be uh, offering uh, medical options, healthcare options that are congruent with. The, the same values that I've always had. Uh, we are going to make more money, which opens the door for us to help more people to, uh, you know, influence our own family's life, enrich in our own lives, and then make a greater impact in our community. I mean, it, 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 it's all the same bullet points that got us, you know, started in the first place. But I think any successful person has to do a lot of self-reflection throughout their career, adapt, change course. But, but the thing that should never be compromised are those morals, integrities, and, and values that, you know, that you started with. <clears throat> it's, in- it's interesting you say that because how often that's actually not the case, right? Where normally you see guys that are getting pretty good and it's then eventually, like, we can get the next step here, but now we're starting to sacrifice the moral, but the dollar figure gets big. Like, everyone's got the dollar figure where the morality eventually gets dominated by it. It's yeah. Like, well, all of a sudden now, hey, I'm pumping a pain, I'm pumping a pill mill, essentially. Yeah. But, and, and like, but you guys see those people, like, clearly. Like, you see through those people clearly, right? And so, I, I mean, that's been a big thing for me, too. Like, I, I keep asking myself, am I, am I being congruent? Am I, am, I, am I compromising any of my values and being hypocritical in any, in any category? And I, I don't have any answers but a safe no. Yeah. And so as long as I can continue to ask myself that question and, and have that answer... I'll keep pushing through to, to whatever prerogative or, or Well, that's the, I think I think that's the thing too is like <clears throat> there's I've always said this uh, I've always been trying to be as non-biased as possible when it comes to our profession and saying hey listen we're a piece of a puzzle there's you know there is a time and place for medicine there is a time and place for you know acupuncture and and Chinese medicine and PT I mean we all have a role and and I think if if it was possible, which in some case right now, we're just trying to add an all-in-one, not all-in-one with everything I just said, but like more options in one area, right? We all like convenience. And when we start to plug all these things in and like Dr. Gabe said, staying congruent, right? So we're not hopping into the medical field per se with pills and, and surgeries and different things like that. We're still staying congruent in our holistic mindset and um, just offering more to the individual uh, that, you know, again, they don't know that even exists. And once you start building this and again, momentum starts to build, I mean, here's the cool thing. Everything that we're doing with this regenerative medicine and, and everything like that, like it's already been done. It's just been done on a higher level. Usually this was only left for the athletes, yeah. the mm. celebrities, the elites. Yeah. yeah, the elites. And now it has gotten to the point where we can, we can bring this now um, to a you know the average person. Um, so I mean I mean how cool is it to say hey you and uh, LeBron James have something in common? You guys <laughs> both use for Doctor Gabe, right? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> both used uh, uh, you know uh, stem cell uh, injections and uh, PRP uh, stuff like that. So it's just like okay, so you know everyone's looking for social backing, right? Like social. Um, yeah, I guess it's like backing. And, and when you start telling people, hey, we're not like the first to use this. Yeah. Like, like people want to know all right, who's done this before right. because they need that, right? We all need that. But that's why referrals are great. Like, oh, you went to the chiropractor? Okay, maybe it's not as crazy as I think. And then they, they have that, that mm-hmm. extra thing. Well, athletes have been using this. They actually initially, I believe, they had to go out of the country to do this first. And yeah. obviously it's built its way. But like... You know, it's, it's nothing odd. It's nothing, oh my gosh. You know, again, people with chiropractic, they're like, oh, that's some voodoo doctor stuff. It's like, this kind of gaps the bridge and brings everything together where it says, hey, we got some things that you guys might want to know about. I already know you're thinking that you want something like this. And it works, right? That's obviously the first and foremost thing that people want to know. Does it work? It does. Athletes wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Uh, and so now here we are. We're bringing it to the but, average. Shouldn't we all, almost in a way, be thinking that? Like, <laughs> if, if I'm just any standard standard Joe, like what are the most elite, powerful, best athletes doing 
to avoid injury, get yeah. over a sickness, go to rate illness. Like I was, I was, was thinking like during COVID, yeah. like I'm going to take whatever the present takes if they get COVID because they got some lined up that like that, that person's not going to die. Yeah. Right. Right. Or like Magic Johnson. That's a classic example. Like how can more people like, what the hell did that guy do? Mm. Right. Everyone else is dying. <laughs> this guy's prospering. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and that's kind of where regenerative medicine, uh, what's the big public speaker guy? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Like he's opened up these facilities all around the world, and this this dude is like he's probably the the, the forefront of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I, I just feel like when you when you're at that sort of level, you have privilege to things that other people don't know about, and that's yeah. kind of what regenerative medicine. Oh yeah. That's where it's been, yeah. and now it's it's getting pushed, you know, more to the mainstream for everybody to use. It's just not it's just not going to be covered, so people are going to, you know, have their own. Uh, we still have that insurance-based yeah, mindset. They're so. going to have those hesitations because of the financial thing, which you know, again, I could, yeah, I could go back on that. That, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because yeah. you either. You well, know, there's price versus cost. I always tell people this. There's a difference between price versus cost. Say you uh, get the cheapest guy to fix something in your house, and he's the cheapest, right? So he's someone's a hundred dollars, somebody's three hundred dollars, and another person's two thousand dollars. Like, all right, I'll, I'll do the hundred dollar one. He fixes it, but a couple months later, it breaks again. Well. The cost was cheap, or the, the price was cheaper, but now the cost, cost is what it is. You know, now he's gotta yes. get somebody else to do the fixing, and now it's more time and consuming. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes, is there a greater cost in the beginning? Potentially. But, again, some, you gotta look at what is the cause of the problem? Are you fixing the cause? Because if you're just, you know, I can go get Advil all day long. What is that, $10? I don't, I don't even know. But you can do that all day long. You ain't fixing anything. You're helping yourself feel better, but what's the cost of that? Because yeah. if you gotta go, if things get worse over time and now you're going to a neurologist, now you're doing this and that, and now your time is wasted, it's like, was it really cheaper when you start to think about all this stuff that you have to go? And I know that's hard to kind of like conceptualize in the moment, like, oh, if I have to spend you know, $500 or $1,000 or you know, $5,000, you're probably not thinking about, well, would this be cheaper? Well, it's all relative. Yeah. I, I, it makes me ponder the thought of how much longer, how much money would you pay if you knew you could live longer at a better health quality? Yeah. People would pay, if we, if it was that frame, people would open up the door and write big checks. I always write, like, we use this in, like, my men's Bible study group, like, hey, how much, how big of a check? Because some of the guys in there write some monster businesses. I always say, like, hey, how big of a check would you write if I could take away a quarter of your stress in life? Most of those guys go, very large, but the thing is the same thing here. It's the, it's the same concept, right? Like I'm gonna, pay, I pay what seems to be, it's a short term pain, I guess, financially for the long term gain. Yeah. And at that point, you more or less recoup your money because if everything truly is momentum and it's compiled on itself, mm -hmm. right? So now my knees hurt, right? So if my knees start to hurt, right, or my back hurts, like you know what? I'm actually gonna choose not to exercise, right? And it starts this vicious cycle that I think we don't even understand we get trapped in where it's like, well, I'm not gonna work out. And it's like, well, if I'm not gonna work out, I might as well just use this as the day I'm not gonna do anything and be like a piece of shit. So let's have beers, and you know what, if I have beers, I might as well have pizza, right? And just start loading up a little three, 4,000 calorie day would have been sitting all day at my desk. And then it happens and happens and happens. And then you can trace it back to like the one yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, but that's what, that's what COVID was. I was so amazed with COVID because people are saying, oh, we need to do this and we need to social distance. We need to, you know, put masks on. We need to, you know, um, maybe take the shot. I mean, in the beginning, it wasn't like that. And and say what you want about those things. I, I, I personally didn't fully uh, agree with them. But either way, fundamentally, sickness is about where your immune system's at, right? We all know, oh, the immunocompromised are more, you know, this. The funny thing is we're staying inside and how many people gain weight during their COVID year, COVID times? Because people stay inside, drank more, yeah. which is just a recipe for your immune system to get rocked. Yep. Ate more, another recipe for your immune system to get rocked. And they're over here saying, well, this mask is going to help me out. It's like, man, you guys got this all backwards. Also, and think about this too. When, when there's a financial demand, people want to guarantee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When there's not, they'll blindly trust anything. It's the craziest thing. So if I said, you know, that Starbucks coffee you spend every day, I guarantee it's going to cause financial stress. It's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna gain 10 pounds oh, yeah. a year drinking at that yeah. quantity. Yeah. Like, people, people would still do that yeah. because that's their priority and it's not, it's just not deeply rooted enough to convince them of any ill effect. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I, you know, whatever healthcare insurance companies pay for, and people don't spend any money, they just 
do it because even if there's not a guarantee, well, all right, I didn't spend any money. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's, it's no skin off my back. But it's just a, it's a crazy way of thinking. Until we can like start really having a proactive, preventing the mindset, like a, a true, a real one, yeah. a genuine thought yeah. process like that, yeah. like nothing's really going to change, right? But there, there's, <laughs> I believe there's enough people that are starting to see some of these things and see through them and they, they just want options. I think I, I do agree with that to where I think some people quote it as like the great awakening or whatever. I'm not giving any credit to anybody's stuff here because I feel like you can tangent on with that. But now more than ever, and I think we all work in very interesting lines where we get to see a ton of people in a given day that are different people than we normally might not see. So the collective group of people that we get to talk to, I've never seen more in my entire life where people start to question things now. Not just openly combat on, but more or less, huh. Is Why it is suspicion that? or is it skepticism? What is it though? Because I agree with you, but what, what what's that driving? Where's where's that change coming from? Because I, I, I think it I think it you can date it back to kind of COVID. And I, I would that, say that's, that's a primer for it because right. you have you were you were told all of these things right over and over and over. They hammered it into you, right? I remember there's people shouting from the moon, um, even for the COVID. Like when the COVID shot first came out, I was like, I don't know, man, like. I had some pretty bad medical stuff happen to me before, and I never died from that. So, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait this out and see how this plays out. And people are like screaming, like, every derogatory word you could at me. You should get right. clipped from your health insurance. Yeah. You're killing people. Now like you're, all this. Now, now yeah. you're a dangerous to society. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. You're racist. I mean, I'm sure someone. I've been called racist, but I was like, listen, I'm just saying, hey, I'm not judging what you want to do. I'm just gonna say, hey, I've got a wait and see approach right now. Let's see how this is gonna happen. And then, sure enough. <clears throat> Now you see this whole thing shift over. Now you've got all these articles like, well, we didn't know. Yeah. They duped us. You should say, like, you know, accept people's apologies. And it's like, no, it doesn't, I'm not going to forget that. This right. is the same thing like the USSR probably said after it <laughs> fell. Where it's like, we didn't know. You guys should accept the apology. And it's like, yeah, tell it to my dead family members. Like, I'm not here to hear it. And when the narrative changes so many times, I, I think like we'll look back at this. And I don't know. I don't know what will ever ever come of it but if anything does i hope it's like uh that we do ask more questions thought-provoking questions i mean i think when the narrative changes to the point where it's like all right we're gonna, we're gonna give everybody this pill potion or lotion um and then when the cases keep going up then we just kind of change well it's not going to prevent you from getting it but if you happen to get it your symptoms will be less but how is that objectively measured? i mean you know it, it's just crazy so i think i think people started to see through it but it, it, what it shows us is what happens to humans and their decision-making when they're under fear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and shown over and over. if you ever want to manipulate and yeah. change the oh, course of a relationship, whether it's one person or multiple, make them afraid and then start pushing whatever, whatever you want. And then want. you have the group thinking on top of it. So it's not a fear plus group think. It's not plus. It's fear exponential to group think where it's like I'm terrified now everyone's terrified and then when no one's thinking rationally that is the worst thing to be inside of and, and just wait wait for the next one and you kind of see you kind of see it happening right down the waters but think about the next episode of something like this happening but it doesn't target immunocompromised and it doesn't target older the older population it targets the young people and watch what moms and dads will do and that sort of fear. Oh yeah. Do we have any like research on what they did in polio, like parents, because like that's a huge because that affects kids, right? And so like, yeah, yeah. I, I I've never researched it, but I actually would be curious. Oh, to, I, I tell people I, all the yeah. time. I forgot the movie it was from. Was it, uh, I for, it was with. I forgot the movie, but it was so right. And sometimes you just need it set a certain way for you to understand things better. And I forgot the movie because um, I've never watched it, but it was a good part in it. It was just a clip, and it said, uh, "Be curious. Don't judge. Be curious. Because if you're curious, you'll ask questions." And I was like, "Man, that is such a good way of thinking about life." Is like, man, just instead of going right into whatever thought process you have about an individual or a situation or whatever the thing, just be curious, listen to it. Yeah. And obviously the best thing would be is to, to, to look at both sides of it, right? That's what we're supposed to do. And it doesn't mean that that other side or that you won't you know, have a strong opinion about something, but like it makes your decisions clear. You know, you're like, all right, I'm, you know, for me, I was so gun ho about COVID initially. I was just like, no, this is stupid, not stupid, but like if this is, this doesn't seem right, right? <clears throat> Not that it wasn't real, it just it, just some of the things that they were saying. And and 
then I'm like, you know, trying to push people my direction. And I realized that's obviously really, really stupid because uh, we naturally have defense mechanisms that just boom yep. right up, especially if you think opposite. Anyways, so I just started asking questions uh, to people and just understanding what they're saying. Um, but again, kind of like Dr. Gabe said, when you're in fear, you just lose cognition of things and, and, and just, you know, when I see simple things being told what to do, I'll never forget. I remember thinking the basketball players, they have to wear a mask on the bench, but their sweaty asses are all over each other during the game. And I'm like, this people look at this and go that this is okay. Like this is normal. This is fine. Or if you had a mask on, and you had to walk to your table of five feet away and then you can take it off as if there's some sphere over you like are we really like when i started seeing those things i'm like no i, I think i'm right about this i think i feel yeah. good about this stuff but so yeah, when you strip you think, away every basic fact yeah of what creates a healthy human versus a, a individual compromised or sick and then you constantly deflect change you know push the field goal it, it like Gabe, I think you're looking for the term dip dive, dip dodge dive, duck yeah. deflect. Yes. I'm trying not to just go on a cursing rampage, but like again, I don't want to spend my energy on this anymore. And I, I, I mean, up until this conversation, I've come come to peace with all I need to know is have my own my own belief system. Uh, my belief system should not affect anybody else negatively, right? And let me. Let me parent the way that I want to parent. Let, let me let me you know have my household under control, and I don't want anybody in, in, in forcing anything upon them. And then I, I should be good. I don't yeah. want to be a conspiracy theorist, but they did a fantastic job. They 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 Why know how to be, manipulate. Isn't being is isn't well, curious and conspiracy right? right along no, you're right. No, but I mean, I, mean, I guess what I'm degree. saying you're right though. I love conspiracy theories, but I, I I'm just saying um, like. They did the perfect, perfect argument when it comes to vaccines and and things of that nature or sickness is, well, it's not for you. Yes. It's for other people, that is very difficult to argue people with, because yeah. you got to get into this like, it's you know once you start defending yourself about listen it's more me then you just look like a you know it just it's so smart it's right. so smart. Right. Right. You're the dick. Very, like, yeah. Well, I guess it's You're who very, I am. Yeah, game on. Here yeah. you go. I, I just it's a very hard argument to like. I'm sure maybe somebody could argue it really well, but for me, it's just like, no, 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 that's not what it is, but I don't know how to explain that I care about everyone still, but like, this isn't that argument, but it's, again. Did you, did you ever think, because you, you were like, I mean, if there's any if there's any Cairo in town that disobeyed every rule, <laughs> oh, yeah. did you ever fear that you're going to get a knock on the door and you were getting like arrested oh, yeah. for malt, like you were a serial killer? I'm not killer? arrested, but I did think. They somehow we circled get... it back and like you were the trace of like 18 deaths. <laughs> so do you guys remember the gym in Wheaton that refused to close during COVID? That, was, that guy was actually a friend of mine for a long time and he's like, look, we don't have enough cash flow to make it like three months without having dollars come in the door, so I'm going to stay open because we can't afford not to. Membership got so big they had to go on a waiting list because like, you just oh, you could be part of it. Like, I thought that if some people were, were so pro-vaccine or pro-COVID and then their business was going down because they couldn't keep, you know, they had to yeah. shut down, I was like, your best bet is to switch it up. Yes, immediately. You're going to get people that like, All right, you never mind, we're going to do this. I mean, I, I can't believe, I was just telling a friend the other day, I can't believe how many business owners, because I, I, I only assume they're just like me in some sense, who has a family to take provide for, easy they gave up to unless the cops are like there every day and you just couldn't do it right. like how easy how many people lost their jobs lost their business right. you know bankruptcy because of this it's just, just like man broke, i would broke their will yeah then it's the hardest man, part too because it's so like mo all those people that run the governmental setting right have never had to start a business and it is they don't understand how hard it is to actually do that yeah, yeah. and the one thing no business is designed to operate on 20 percent of its normal operating revenue you cannot do that it's not how anyone runs any business book in any way, shape, and or form. And so, I mean, we can we got to curtail and move this thing okay. forward. But I always, I saw a little clip yesterday. And I thought it was funny. He goes, um, "Number of people that regret not getting a certain medical." I gotta make sure we say this the right way. A certain the number of people that regret not getting a certain medical thing done to them zero. The number of people that regret getting a certain medical thing done to them 
we don't even know the number. <laughs> Think about it, right? So it, it's at the end of the day, the, the other part too, get retired, like I can't let that anger go on other people. There's this guy, Chad Wright, that I love that he, um, it's the same philosophy. He goes, if I'm a better competitor than you, I don't even need to say it. You just know it. And it's the same thing on this side of the corner. It's like, I don't need you to tell me I was right. I don't care. Right. I'm sad that I was right and you just didn't believe me on it. And yeah. I, I get to walk free for the rest of my life knowing like skipped out on that one. Right. And I feel bad for people that like have like the sadness now or like, oh shit, right. you know? To the functional medicine side of things, if I could curtail and spin this forward, it's funny you guys are talking like STEM and PRP because I've actually been able to get some of those treatments before. Oh, nice. I will tell you unequivocally, it works. Like there is nothing, I had a surgery scar like across my, like across my forehead, right? And my person, I go to get a certain medical procedure done from that may or may not be putting poison in your body, but it eliminates the wrinkles in your forehead. She's like, hey, we should probably spin your blood and take their plasma and like inject it to help heal the surgery scar. Really? Yeah. So when I went back to my person that performed the surgery, I'm like, hey, wait, what did you do to this thing? And like, I explained it. She goes, huh, I've been hearing really good things about that. So it's. Yes, yeah. I mean, and there's there's so much data and research to support it. Again, you know, you just gotta look. And um, I, I think the more normal day common people that start getting some of these procedures done, and and see it, like it will, it will be like any other transition or fad. You know, yeah. it, it will be a fad. It will be a fad in a, in a good way, right? Because you need fads to kind of initiate and get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. But the stem cell stuff, which we can't even say stem cell anymore, we, we have to say human human growth tissue. Mm -hmm. um, but the PRP stuff, like again, you're working within the own elements of your body, and I'll never give up the funda fundamental belief that we have everything we need in our body, the best yeah. pharmacy uh, to to control any pathology. Yeah. Right. We just need to we need to learn how to break down those toxicities and then. Uh, build up our, our deficiencies and we have all that stuff within us. Right? I think it's an interesting part too where you get the paradigm shift of people to start to buy into this, not buy into it, but start to open up and realize like, huh, people lived like 40 years ago and didn't have access to this stuff and they live great lives, right? It's like we, we created problems that weren't actually there to begin with the entire time, right? And so I, I think it's, most folks don't know what it's like to wake up and not have any pain, right? And it, 100%, yeah. it's one of those things where I'm very fortunate, like, I just don't have to deal with that. And, like, and there's days, like, before, like, I'll do, like, a little weighted run, which I don't do anymore, like, with a 20-pound vest, and I'll wake up the next day, like, my knees don't feel great. My brain thinks about, man, there's people that wake up like this that feel like this every day. And you put that in a competitive situation, like, anybody with sore knees versus my body, I'm going to kill you. It, it just, you just can't compete with that. And so it's, like, what you guys are trying to provide is the pathway to get these people where it's, like, what if you just got to wake up and just not have to do X, Y, Z, W before you even start your day? And it's the side effects of all those things that make the biggest impact. Like mm, people yeah. walking around with pain, like imagine the hormone input and what they're releasing on daily basis. Like have you, you ever met someone that's in constant pain that's in a good mood? No, these, no. People, these people are low energy. They're, I mean, they're grumpy and, and rightfully so because if you've, if you've ever had an injury that lasts more than three days, it starts to physically and mentally wear on you. And it changes yeah. the way that you look at your day. It changes your thought pattern. Like I'll never forget when I hurt my low back. Dude, I was like, I've seen, I see these people for the last 10 years and now I have it. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh dude, I can't go on. This is no life for me. You know, like, I'm like, I'm trying to figure a way out. I'm like, I'm negative. It's a negative oh. feedback going constantly in my mind where every other day before that, I never had that. No, it's, 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 uh, again, I think it's, it's going to come down to, uh, it's always, I think that's where you have to gap the bridge though. I mean, cause here's in the end, it's always going to come down to cost for most people. It just is unfortunately. And you have to show them that, you know, what, what's the cost of, you know, doing X, Y, Z or not having to do X, Y, Z. And a cost is so, the price is so value-based do i i believe like 95 percent of people have the money okay there are going to be some people who don't have actually the money okay but it's what they place the value on that is what really matters right so like for instance if i give a uh, a care plan uh that i think is going to work great for you so that you don't have to do xyz anymore and that you can start doing the things you want to do yeah and i say it's a thousand dollars yep 
you might holy cow that's a lot but really take a second how many people spent a thousand dollars on a TV easily right but somehow their value base goes that TV's worth a thousand but this care is not there are so many things we spend money on and to each their own you know we all have right. pleasures but man we really got to stop for a second and, and think like what matters most and you'll know unfortunately there's a saying that goes when when someone's uh, rich and has tons of money and everything that they want they have a million wishes they, they want to do whatever they want but if that person doesn't have their health they've got they nothing got, they only got one wish yep to be healthy. healthy so you just it's unfortunate but um, I don't know when that's gonna shift hopefully soon because people deal with some stuff for chronic chronic years and and they're just like oh they're just they just well, keep with it. Mark, how often do you think that, is there, one thing we have is these, uh, I study behavioral finance a lot, and you can actually take this into like all areas of life. And so a lot of the, the things that we have as kids, Gabe, it's funny, your, your child just walked in here. Yeah. Um, for kids, habits are, they're, they're caught, they're not taught, right? And so those things get buried in our brain and they sit in the subconscious really hard, right? And I, my thought pattern goes to thinking, well, the script I saw from my dad, my dad's always in constant pain. So it's like, Mark's telling me I can take a thousand dollars and fix this problem. You know, like, I don't really believe it. My, like my dad said, like everyone just eventually gets old and they're in pain all the time. So like, all I'm doing is putting this off and like, I can go to, you know, a cheap Mexican vacation for a thousand bucks. And like, I, that means more to me. And like, I'm going to be in pain anyways. Like, what are you even going to tell? Like, oh, I'm going to be in not in pain for two years. Eh, not worth it. And all it takes is like that one shift for the one person. And they always say like, don't do it for... Like the same uh, mentality used for COVID, like you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for others. It's the same mentality I think parents should have to themselves where it's like, hey, what if you live not in pain, right? And so they're like, hey, my dad's 60 years old and he still plays catch with me versus my dad can't do that, right? And so like it creates the generational thing where it's like, well, hold on, I want to be able to provide that for my own kids and go on and go forward. Well, this goes even deeper. I, I can't handle the age thing. I can't handle it. I really can't. It? Age, like, you know, uh, when we oh, talk yeah, about yeah. like that paradigm like you just said, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, my dad can't do this because he's hurting and in pain and he's this old. Like, it's like 40 is a threshold. It, and it's so sad because it's because most people are sick and most people don't take care of their bodies. For the first that, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Because for the first 30 years, you can fake it till you make it. Your body is working at a, a highly functionality uh, function. And, and, and you can kind of beat it up and it still has enough juice left in the tank to kind of hold you together. Um, but we, I mean, it's, it's so... Like, I don't, I'm not naive to believe age doesn't play a role, but man, I mean, I had buddies when they turned 30, like, I'm just not like how I was in my 20s. It's like, damn, like, we got so long to think about this, and you're at 30 thinking about it. I'm just like, I can only imagine, like, 40, because I'm, I'm pushing up against it, I'll be 39 in a month, and um, it's almost like a pride thing now. Like, I just want to prove everybody wrong that, I feel like when people use age or they're, well, not... I feel pain in some sense. It's an excuse to be lazy. It's they're crushing it all the time be because lazy. the brain wants to find the one thing yeah. they can latch onto. Like, yeah. Haha, I found my one. Yeah. Because your 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 pride's not beaten up if you have an excuse. Yeah. To to, to you, block it. Yeah. It's. And so you're always protecting that, and that's like as a parent, <clears throat> I think I think the the best parent is the parent that is always thinking, how do I create a better life for my children. And most of the time, that's not repeating the same behavior. Yeah. Maybe having the same basic foundational beliefs and, and positivity and core values, but I certainly am not passing on my financial strategy to my kids because mine sucked. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm not I'm not passing on the, the lifestyle and the choices that I made when I was in my you know that teenage to 25 year old like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But that also takes me saying I was dead wrong and yeah. being able to. Be okay with that, and, and I am. That's uh, that's being able to take the embarrassment and the, the punch to the gut that like I didn't provide in in the capacity that I wanted because I was reckless with my financials, or I I didn't choose to make it a priority to learn more in depth and how to you know become better at, at those things. But you know we're always in a, we're always going to be in a constant battle with our pride and our ego, and that kind of dictates I think you know the. the and governs the behaviors that we choose to participate in. 
Well, it's amazing. Which is, we have is so many, always dangerous. We have so many things backwards with our health, with our relationships, mm -hmm. um, uh, with our you know kids. Like it's so crazy because when we have our health somewhat down, just somewhat down, when we eat better, when we exercise, we feel better. Yes. But here's the thing: where there's so many distractions in this world that we are self-sabotagers. We are we we know when we feel our best. Go to the chiropractor, right, or PT, whatever, it doesn't matter, and you start feeling great, and you're like, I'm done, like, I, I get to stop this. It's like, that's not how life is. Health is a journey, it's not a, a destination. And, but we're self-sabotagers in our relationships. When we first meet our, our significant other, man, that's, that's the easiest time to be, whatever, quote unquote, in love, right? That's your puppy love yeah. stage. But weirdly enough, we put all of our effort in being the best significant other we can yes. then we get married again it's like this we're like mind uh, uh, warped or whatever um, and all of a sudden we think we don't have to do as much and that's the time when life gets harder when we should be doing more and then you add kids on that and it's just like all right well we know our relationship matters we know it's important uh, we got to take dates and we we, we got to make sure to keep uh, you know us healthy and what do we do exact opposite we forget about our marriage. Our focus is solely on our kids. Our health goes down the crapper, right? Every time you have get, oh, well, now I don't work out as much because, no, 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 you have enough time because it's gonna happen. It's gonna, it's gonna be there. You have an hour each day, but we just, it's so amazing how we have everything backwards. But the weird thing is, is we know what we need to do, but we self-sabotage almost our whole lives. And this is why we're out of shape. This is why we're, our marriages are declining and they're not doing well. And then all of a sudden you have a broken home and then that, what does that affect the kids? I mean, this can go down crazy. No, it's a whole labyrinth. It, it, it's it. a cascading effect. Like it's yeah. funny thing you said, like when you first start dating somebody, then you get married and you're like, well, I got it secure enough to try as far. Like that got me divorced. Yeah. It's like, I will openly admit like that is the exact, as you're saying, I'm like, yeah. oh man, it doesn't sting anymore. But I'm like, yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. it and so it, everything's connected, right? And it's, it's, it's just, you guys ever read the book from Jeff Olson called The Slight Edge? No. Really good book. And he the basic synopsis of it says, it's just as easy to do it as it is not to do it, right? I've got a free hour, right? Yeah. I have that free hour. And it's just as easy for me to do the one thing as it is for me to not do it at all. Yeah. So if I know those are the two outcomes, right? We, we think in short-term thinking all the time, yeah. which is sometimes helpful, but oftentimes hurtful, right? Well, I'm just going to skip today. Well, if I skip today, the cascading effect of this can be three other things, and it's four things I missed out on, yeah. right? Versus if I just work out and get it over with, okay, well, I got the win there. And you know, let me get a little, a little quick win and just keep adding on wins. And like when shit's going sideways in a given day, like my girlfriend probably gets so tired of hearing this thing. She's like, like I'm just sitting there and I'm not in a good mood. And she's like, what, what, what can we do to fix it? And I always say, I just need a quick win really fast. Like I just need to get a quick win. And that could be like, hey, I go full load of laundry. I don't want to do it. It's usually the thing I want to do the least so that true. I just go do that right away. And it's like, at least I got that over with. And now I can start building the momentum again. And we're off to the races. Well, and it, as you were talking, Dr. Mark, like, this concept of time is also backwards in our mind, right? Like, what, what is the quote about, like, we waste all of our wisdom at, you know, at the, the last part of our life. But, like, we, we've, we've got it wrong in every element, right? We put all this energy into relationships in the beginning, right? Because we're trying to maybe win over that other person. Um, we, we spend the first 30, 30 years of our life living recklessly and, and, and spontaneously and doing all these stuff and then like because of belief systems or whatever like I think we all get to that point where it's it's just too late to make any significant impact in our life and it's such a lie and it's such mm -hmm. a it's such a devastating um, block or a you know roadblock for people that I, I think it just forces them to stay in that in that same lane and like it's, it's crazy because if you just did, like, I love that way you just put that. Um, I, I can either do option A or option B, and it's really the same amount of energy. Yeah. Right? But like, one is going to give and benefit and add value to my life, and one is going to keep me in this, you know, like, dopey state. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, what I'm realizing now, I just turned 40, and I'm like, dude, I, I just don't buy into all the hype, like you were saying about I'm supposed to be falling apart, I'm, I'm supposed to be declining, you know, on all these different. Uh, you know, avenues of life. And, and part of it's because, like, my pride won't let it and that competitive nature of me wants to just prove people wrong. But, like, I just know from simple 
40 years of life, if I commit myself to three months of anything, like I'll feel the benefits of it. So like, there's no reason why I'm not going to be healthier at 45 than I am right now. Yeah. Like, so possible. Another way of saying what you said, which I think is great, is pick your pain. You can have the pain of not doing a workout or not eating healthy. Or you pick the pain of looking in the mirror and saying how pissed off you are that you didn't eat healthy and you didn't exercise. Pick your pain because you're gonna have one, you're, either one's gonna be there. You know, if someone says, "Hey, I need you yeah. to do this for your marriage," it's like I gotta do all this. It's like, or or you could do you could keep complaining about the other individual or yourself or whatever the case might be and pick that pain. Like, pick your pain because either one of them, one like Dr. Gabe said, one brings you closer to what you truly want. Right. It's a positive. It's a benefit to your life. The other one just continues this like negative loophole of just you know insanity. Is that, the title? Is that the title of this this episode? Pick I, your pain. I like pick your pain, right? Yeah. Hey. Mark, think about it, right? It's it's easier to put it like, hey, would you rather take a small little jab in the face right now, or 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 I'm gonna hit you with a haymaker in five months? And you're like people's brains, I swear <laughs> to God, we could get people in here. Like, how many people would take the haymaker? I swear to God, where it's like, hey, I'm gonna give you pop in the jaw right now, like. That's the working out part, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like if today, if I chose not to work out and I just had five beers instead, it, it's really not going to make a difference today. But yeah. then yeah, five years, you're 20 pounds heavier. You're, yeah. Your libido's down. You got no tea. Like anything, yeah, I thought yeah. any doctors, I always like, any of my physicians that are on the, like listen to this, I think there's like one or two of them. You tell me anything causes low T, I'm doing the opposite. I mean, like, that's all I needed to hear. Low T, I'm gone. Yeah, so, like, oh, <laughs> your whole driving force in life is, like, <laughs> just, is this going to help my T or yes. minimize my T? Exactly. Exactly. I wonder what these needles are doing over here. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, functional medicine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, guys, no, I think this is, um, I, it's just a cool variety show. I didn't know what we were going to figure out and pick, but. Um, it's funny, Mark, in closing, right, we talk about like the regret of life and I'm not sure whose podcast we did this on, but, uh, the place that carries the most regret I often find is like retirement homes, yeah. right? Because you have people there because there, so there was a point this. in time where I do think time will get you right. Yeah. Like I can't really reinvent myself at 85. Maybe sure. I can, but the probability sure. of it yeah. is much less. 100%. And that's when people sit there because now when you're 85, right, you're in those retirement homes, you know what I mean? Like. Everyone's doing everything for you, right? So I don't have to yeah. clean a house. Everything. So you're sit there, and the worst thing is, for the first time in your life, you had to sit there with yourself. Yeah. And uh, that is a hard one to do, where the only person in the room is just the mirror. I wish yeah. I said this, and it's so funny how many things I probably say to myself that I don't do. So I'm I'm part of this like lapse of judgment. But I just told this to somebody yesterday. I said it should be a requirement that monthly you go to a retirement home and talk to people to realize how many things we. It's so worked up about that when I guarantee when we turn however old, we're going to go, Why would, that is so stupid. That was just so ridiculous. I think it should be because we need, again, we have so many distractions in this world that it, it keeps us off our path. You are top 1% if you can hold your stuff down um, for, for a while. I mean, you know, that's why I love being around people who work out, people who have some ambition. You know, you don't have to be super successful, but... You have a discipline. Like there's not many people. People want instant gratification versus doing the hard work, small bouts, small bouts, small bouts, and mm -hmm. keep on doing it. Those people to me are like, man, you're putting in the work. You're 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 not like anybody else. Um, and but but to go back to your 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 thing about the uh, retirement homes, I, I would love. I mean, when I talk to my grandpa though, he's crazy. Um, it just, I guarantee, like, stupid things that I even think about that um, I go, why am I even worried about this? Why am I even mad about this? Like, this is going to mean nothing right. in two days probably, especially with me. But, man, we just need perspective a lot of the times. I mean, when you see certain things and you, you it only lasts a while, a, a short period. I went to Fiji and I'm, I'm adjusting all these little kids and, and I'm in huts and, and slums and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I should never complain about anything. And I get home and it might last two weeks. Yeah, might, man. It might last two weeks. I, I don't know what needs to be done other than constant top of mind, you know, dose of it every day to be like, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I got it so good. It's, Why am I complaining about anything? It's like we want, we, we want to have that live like we're a teenager, but think like we're 85. Oh, oh that's great. good. You know what I mean? Fantastic. That's a good one. Yeah. There's a, you guys have, I'm assuming one of you guys have heard of it. You guys have heard of the Masogi. Masogi. So no, no, I'm kidding. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, so I figured one of you guys would have heard of it. So in Japan, they do this thing. It's um, it's in Japanese culture and like fighting culture. 
you do the Misogi where it's one task that is so hard. You do it once a year. It doesn't matter. You pick out what it is, okay. but it lasts in your brain for a whole year, basically. But okay. think about like that. that. Like that's I like I'm a 75 so hard completer. That, like for you, I completed 75 hard, and that oh, yeah. lasted in my brain yeah. for probably about a year, quite frankly. Seriously. And then it's like then you go back to living societal stuff, and you're like getting like getting a little heavier, right? I'm taking the easy path out, and I started to realize I look up and it's like how you do one thing, how is how you relate to everything. And I sat there and like looking at my own business numbers, and I'm like, why? What is so different here? Like my skill level gets better and better every year, but like what's different? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, like because once you once your brain's the rubber band of your brain has been stretched, we all know it ain't going to go back to its original size. It goes back down a little bit, but it ain't going back to original size. And like once you find out, you have to live with that for the rest of your life. It's a small burden to bear, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I know what's on the other side of the suffering is like if I can go through it again, like I know what's there. Yeah, and somebody somebody said something. That made a lot of sense too. They said the the best things in life come after fear, mm. right? Yeah, it, it, like that. I, that's what I, I was applying this to my children when I, we were doing some of the playground, right? Like, you know, there was a there's a, a fear of height, or I couldn't get across the monkey bars, and you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell this to a seven year old and a four year old, you know, like, yeah. that they can understand. But if I think about all the things that you were hesitant to do, that you were afraid of, and once you did it, you were. Oh, yeah. Instantly proud of yourself. Yes. Yeah. You wanted to show dad you could do it again. Yes. And it's like it's it's like that with almost any certain thing. Now you you, you should at some point weigh those risk factors and look <laughs> at it differently. But in most 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 things, I mean, that's that's just that's just how it is. But well, but but again, it all goes back to that fear and time thing. Like yeah. we're fearful because we we think we're at a point where there's not enough time left to make a significant impact, yeah. and we've lost that time. Or we're, we're so penetrated by that fear and it's so deep-rooted in us that like our decisions aren't ever genuine or coming from a place of actual um, like wisdom or actual learning experiences that, that would direct us in a better or for a better outcome in the future, you know? There's, you guys ever heard that? It, it's because you guys, you guys, the way that you speak about this, it reminds me of this thing. I think it was Tim Kennedy stole from somebody else, but... It's this picture they talk about in a room full of screaming, yelling, fear, and tears. Look for the person who's sitting yeah. down that's the quietest in the room. They're about to have their finest hour, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's because it's like it's the thing, right, Mark? You're talking about, like sitting there and thinking, well, hold on, like what's the why to the why, right? Versus just immediately accepting, like going into fight or flight, yeah. or, or or that's the bomber, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or that's the actual or that's cause the of the, guy. Yeah. the conflict. <laughs> Yeah, it, we won't know till later on. Hindsight's twenty twenty for better and for worse. Um, well, okay. but, but yeah, that, that, that's a that's a great no, lesson to uh, yeah to apply. It's what hard do you, to do it though. I mean, but, it's it's hard. Yes. I, I even know, like in my head, I want to be. I heard this guy say, uh, "I want to be hard to kill." He wants to be like a resilient human being, so he puts himself in ice baths and puts himself in really stressful situations. Because he's just like, people have gotten so weak because we're so comfortable, right? We're always in a temperature between 68 degrees and 72 degrees. We're never, you know, in our car, in our homes, in our businesses, in our stuff. Like, we're never stressed out, so the body can't adapt as well. And it's like, man, that's such a smart thing. Like, just to be more resilient. I started doing the ice baths, and it is difficult to, like, maintain that. I'm going to put myself, you know, you just start feeling pity on yourself. I was doing it at night, and I remember thinking, the first day is the easiest day because you're motivated, you're yeah. and ready to go, and then you do it, and you're like, holy, that's way worse than I thought it was going to be, and then the next day you do it, and you start to realize how much focus you need for a two-minute ice bath, and I started to weaken because I'd be like, man, I just had all day, I'm kind of exhausted, mm. now I got to get into this mental focus to get ready for just... Two minutes, that's it. And I started to, to come off. You know, I just started to come off and I'm like, damn it. And so um, to put yourself in stressful situations, you gotta be another human being. Like you gotta be a, you just gotta stay, I mean, you gotta have your crap together for, I don't know. I, I feel like I do, but I think working out, I don't even give myself credit for that anymore because it's just like, that's that's like brushing my teeth now. That's right, not, but that's, like, that's the point. Like, is that what you wanna get to where it's yeah. like, that doesn't even count. Like, yeah. what's your to-do list item where it's work out five times a week? Like, yeah. all right, you've been doing that for a year. That's coming off the list. It doesn't yeah. count anymore. It's yeah, like yeah. eating food. We talked about this last time. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's, 
I, th- I think people like us are always starving for something more. But what we're really bad at is acknowledging all the things that we've accomplished yeah. and never giving ourselves enough credit for it as well. So like having that gratitude to what we've accomplished and done, but not letting that lead to complacency, yeah, yeah. right? And pushing forward to that next obstacle. But th- there's, there's, you know, I was thinking about before we came here and before Cody got here, I was like, you know, what, 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 are, we, what are we discussing today? What are we doing? And without any agenda, without any idea of where this is going, I have more energy than I did when I first walked in here. I have a, I have a, I have a clearer mindset. And I remember last time I did this podcast, uh, I walked away and I still have this, you said something that just, it just stuck with me. And you were talking about owning space in people's heads. And I walked away thinking, how many people besides Dr. Mark on the golf course do I let them own real estate of my, of my own brain? And I made a conscious effort to think about that on a daily basis. So thank you for, for that because it, it's, it's, it's helped me in, in ways that I can't even count. And, and, and the thing that I, I think I'm going towards on this one is, is pick your pain because I, I'm, I'm probably yeah. the laziest last year of my life. And now I can go one or two directions, you know, because when I say that to most people in my clinic, they're like, oh, come on, Dr. Gabe, you're like in such good shape. That's and the worst health. people to be around because like, you don't want to be around that. Yeah. yeah, don't compare me to Bozo the Clown. Yeah, I know I'm better than Bozo. You know what I mean? But like, I want to be better than 26-year-old Gabe. I want to yeah. be, uh, I don't want to be compared to dipshits. I want to yeah. be compared to the greats. And how do I measure up to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? I almost I think about once that I still that was, I think it probably still from either Chad Wright or Goggins at some point keeping real estate in someone's brain just haunting them over the time, but I think about it now the gratitude how you guys wake up I just I thought about this recently I'm so grateful I just get to wake up and compete and compete again like I just want to be able to wake up tomorrow and get to compete again one more time and I'll be saying that hopefully when I'm 95 like I just want to be able to wake up one more time and compete one more day like one more time and like I grew up like who are you competing against like I do myself. Yeah, it's just me. And so it's the ultimate competitor. It's the, like, you know when you played Mario, like, 64? Yeah. You beat all these levels. In the last boss to beat, it's you. You open up that big gate with, like, that, like, 8-bit lock, and it's the mirror. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Is that really how that goes? I never got there. No, I... I, I, mean, I, really, I got, it's a great concept, though. No, I mean, man. That's as a Mario kid, I would have thrown that controller. It. Yeah, thrown the TV. Kill but, um... No. <laughs> Guys, this is... I Like I said, we had no agenda coming into this one. Zero notes as we ever have. I think what we'll do is... This will be the start of the next season every year. So like one year from now, we'll come back and be like, well, what would you do? Because that'll be cool because it starts the primer because it's like three people competing against each other. I don't talk to you guys a whole lot, which is great. Like most of my best friends, I don't talk to them because guess what? He's busy. I'm busy. There's no hard feelings. It's just assumed. Yeah. And so it's cool to come back and be like, well, what would you do? It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So <laughs> I like it. Um, anything you guys want to close out with? Because I don't want you. I feel like I've closed out every podcast. So I feel like one of you guys take it and close it out and then we'll end it out of here. John? You want to say anything? You got any life wisdom at, a, at the prime age of four years old? Would you do anything differently? No. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think before we got on this thing, the thing that remains true, and, and I don't think will ever change, is successful people are, are consistent with not changing anything from the fundamentals that, that got them to where they are, right? Mm. So then it's, it's just making it's making slight changes and adaptations to, you know, further that advancement uh, or, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. Um, but with, with the world that is trying to create more confusion and chaos, being convicted in, in, your, in, your, in your faith, in, in who you are as a person, as a husband, as a father, as a practitioner, those things need to remain consistent because people need that from you. Mm. They need it. And you never know. You never know who you're changing by, by, by yes. being that constant person. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I would, I would just say, like I said, the consistency um, is important to being successful. Also, I think we live in a world that's very negative and people that are the not just happy, but optimists. You know, they just... They can see that bright light, you know, and and they they also I think people who are very successful, they don't they are self aware of when things go down because that's life. You're gonna have yep. ups and downs. It's just what it yes. is. But they're they're quick to stop the digging deep into the downs, and they're really good at keeping the highs. And I think that's what you have to do is just I've always 
my one thing that I feel like um, do well at at least is I'm I always call myself delusionally optimistic and I just I just never think that like time will pass or this this will pass if I make the wrong decision most likely it's not gonna be the end of the world for yes me. and so it's just like but I think that's what people think most of the time is they make the decision they can't even make it because they're like oh my gosh is, is this gonna do this is it gonna do that and it's just like just do it and odds are, if it fails, it's not probably going to completely take you out. Most decisions in life, I'm yes. Sure there's some, but like, and then when it doesn't adapt, like Dr. Gabe said, is is being. I remember some guy saying, "It's not the strongest that survive because if, if there were dinosaurs, well, they were freaking strong. It's huh. the ones that adapt the most uh. are the strong are the uh, survive, and it's what we got to do in this world. And, and if you. Those people that, that you're talking about, they're living more through their heart yeah. than not their head. Yeah. Where the people that live through their head and through their brain and mind, because our minds are constantly going, right? Going, going, going. Those are the ones that have more self-doubt. They have more confusion. They, they never hit that potential. But if you live, just live, live through your heart. What, what, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? What brings you more energy? You know, gives you those feelings and you surround yourself in those environments, like, you can only get better, right? But if you're constantly doing this this mental game with yourself and taking your heart out of the equation, like, you just, your capacity shrinks. Totally. Well, guys, hope this was helpful. It's been a great one. As we always say, to the next us being the best us, we'll see you again next year. Later.